0: Hello and welcome back to the Off the Crossbar podcast with Regan Walsh and Brad Morris in which we discuss everything that's happening in the world of football. But before we get to that, make sure you like and subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, Acast or wherever you're listening to us from. But as I said, I'm joined by Brad and what a busy week we've had.
1: So that intro is usually longer.
0: I don't know. What, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's definitely more pep talk <laughs> from me this week. You always try to do I'll it. You that much.
1: without looking at it, so... I, fair
0: play. I haven't looked at it. No, that's why I thought it that's was than
1: like, <laughs> but I'm not going to complain. <laughs> i needed that laugh then. Depressing week. Good. Long. I need a laugh during yes. this podcast, so you have to need you to operate me.
0: Well, I don't know whether I'm going to be able to do it with uh, some of the news stories we've had this week, but there's only one place we can start, and that is, of course, the... The news that came to us on Wednesday evening, and that is Barcelona have finally sacked manager Ronald Kuman after the club's one nil defeat to Rayo Vallecano Um no surprises in that Koeman has actually gone now.
1: Yeah, no, but you can't draw with a team that's just been promoted. Also Leo's Lose. sat in ninth as well. Yeah. It was inevitable.
0: Mm-hmm. Um I mean, it's just been an absolutely abysmal season and I don't think he was ever the right man to take over the job at Barcelona. Like, their managers that they bring in, apart from Kike Setien as well, is they usually get managers who have a bit of like managerial winning history or know Barcelona through and through. And yes, Kuman did play for Barcelona, but that was back in the 90s. He used to play for Barcelona. They've changed the way. Yes. <clears throat> Um, but he's not a winner because I mean the last trophy he won was back in 2009 at AZ Alkmaar when he won uh, the cup there and whoever was coming in into that situation at Barcelona when he did was always going to have a tough job
1: yeah I feel like we've all passed Barcelona is it's never really been about trophy success it's more about implementing mm. someone in the nose the club and can I guess yeah. their style that they had but that style has been non-existent for years now
0: the last 6-7 years if not more we're talking realistically since Enrique left
1: maybe but if you're going on the style that we've grown up on and watched it was the, the Tito Villanova mm-hmm. era like, yeah it's not the same it's but just, we knew it was going to yeah. change eventually so they need someone in who's going to bring in that next new era.
0: Yeah, and what also has made it hard for Cumin as well is all the off-field st- stuff, so the finances of the club, the fact that um, the former president, Joseph Bartomeo was ousted as president, uh, then they lost Lionel Messi this past summer. Obviously, that's not the manager's fault, that's down to the club not having the money uh, to be able to keep him at the club, and it was always going to be a lose-lose battle for Ronald Koeman.
1: Did you see that it was actually a year to the day after Bartomeu was ousted as well?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I did, which I thought was a really strange
1: thing. Yeah, I think, who knows? Maybe it was planned.
0: Mm. Um, Barcelona have announced who will be taking temporary charge of the mean, uh, of the club in the meantime, and that is Barcelona B uh, head coach Sergi Barjuan who uh, has also formerly played for Barcelona. Uh, the manager that is set to take over uh, the, just in the negotiation stages is uh, Xavi Hernandez, formerly of Barcelona, uh, who's been at El Sad for the last two, three seasons now and has had a really successful time over in
1: Qatar. You know, can we say much about the success in Qatar? Obviously, we are saying that not not knowing well, the sure. quality of opposition. Hmm. But it's going to be a completely different challenge coming to Barcelona and trying to manage Luke De Jong Memphis Man, I'd like to think Memphis is in a better category
0: <laughs> If you say so well, um' they are um, uh, Are yeah, you gonna...
1: really putting Memphis Depay and Luke De Jong in the same bracket? In
0: Interle- uh, the past year year and a half no but previously maybe
1: God forbid were you putting Gerard Peagat then <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. so first up for uh, the interim boss is a game at home to Alaves on Saturday evening uh, where the eyes of the Spanish world will be watching on the Camp Nou to see how they start their new life after Ronald Koeman uh, there is talk that Xavi will hopefully be in charge for their next Champions League game uh, in a week's time I believe it is uh, match day 5 uh, the third, 2nd of November when they travel to Kiev is when they're hoping to have him in charge by so next week um, however it could actually even be after that game uh, when they next play the league fixture after that but it's going to be a hard task for Xavi
1: if you ask me Yeah, I feel like there's more to say when he's actually appointed but for right now mm-hmm. we sort of know what we could expect we're, we're gathering that he has the same sort of style that Guardiola did and
0: that he's learned yeah from... I mean yeah I mean I've seen a few clips not going to say out of obviously I don't watch the Qatar uh, league extensively is but I have the, seen exactly clips go around social media in the UK is it? exactly um, I have seen like a few clips go around social media of how his team plays and it is very similar to what he did under like you said uh, his T- Guardiola days at Barcelona so It'll be interesting to see how he does there, but it's going to be a long, long process and Barcelona have to give him the time to try and make this into something good uh, for this new project.
1: Yeah, he's got a lot of work to do with what he has, but obviously he will want players as well Mm -hmm. and it's obviously going to depend on how much they can offer him.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, obviously with, with them being so far in debt, it is going to be very limited uh what resources he will have available in January obviously he's got a good academy players coming through the likes of ansu fati pedri gavi all coming through and doing really well but you do need that bit of players in the squad that know the instant success and obviously he has that with the likes of pk uh, busquets and tostegan but at the same time they are getting on a bit now and it's going to be a big transition her period I think two three years if not longer for Barcelona now
1: yeah as you said the core is there it's just getting it to fit what they've got already
0: yeah so it's going to be an interesting time for the remainder of this season and the future for Barcelona and now we have to turn our attentions back to the club who we've seen to have been speaking extensively about over the last three or four podcasts Manchester United.
1: Yeah, that's not our fault because who else are we going to start talking with? It is the main talking point in this country right now just how a bad Manchester United are. Exactly. And of course, you would um, think so- you'd have expected that they would have made the managerial change this week, mm. haven't they?
0: No, he's still
1: oh, at the helm. Yeah, wow. Well, almost. <laughs> so uh
0: report <laughs> yeah. So reports came out early Monday morning that uh he he was potentially gonna get sacked on Monday and that there was a board meeting getting called. None of that happened. He Solskjaer's still in the job. Then he takes training in as usual Tuesday and every day so far, this past week, and that situation has seemed to have quietened down a bit now what I want to talk to you about is an interview I've seen between two uh, respected journalists in the footballing world and that's obviously Fabrizio Romano and Mark Ogden of ESPN and it was very interesting what they've said so just a quick recap they said Solskjaer has these next few games to save his job these next three against Tottenham in the league Atalanta in the Champions League and uh, Manchester City before the international break uh, they said a heavy defeat this weekend or even a big defeat where the players don't seem to be playing for Solskjaer and he could be sacked uh, this weekend. However, it seems like they would rather wait until the international break to make a decision on that front. If, if
1: it's um, the case of respect to journalists, they may be, but it's whether you believe it
0: or not. Well, yeah, that's the main thing is what truth is that in that um, this is what they've been told from their sources so I'm just going to reiterate the point to uh, the audience who haven't heard it uh, apparently their hierarchy would prefer to have Mauricio Pochettino uh, as manager instead of Antonio Conte uh, as Conte has had arguments with uh, the board in his past jobs obviously Chelsea and more recently with Inter Milan
1: Could we roughly translate that as He's not a yes man.
0: Yeah, basically.
1: There, he just lies. The problem. Nothing will change until mm. there's an actual manager in there, with a set of balls.
0: Yeah, and that's why Mourinho has got the sack ultimately because he was questioning many many of the board's decisions and that, and they don't want another Jose type manager, despite him being able to win the titles and all that obviously we know what Conte did the last time he was over here but at the same time they just don't want that reaction and falling out of players like they did under
1: Jose Yeah, like he's hitting me with the Jose thing because obviously it was that as you said, but it was also that he just looked a bit out of depth in the end with it, as he, I feel mm-hmm. like he's in modern football terms
0: Yeah, um, a few other things they say they think pochettino would be the best to put up a fight against the other top three managers in Klopp, guardiola and thomas tuchel uh if things go well until the international break the board will discuss his uh, future so in two weeks time is the international break um then they talk about pogba's future uh i think that they basically said if conte was the manager he would come in and and Pogba probably would stay because obviously he worked really well under Conte at Juventus. But if Poch and, uh, comes in, or if Solskjaer was to stay, then he could leave. Not down to the fact of Solskjaer staying, but the fact of like his managerial style. And obviously, with Pochettino, he wouldn't suit Pogba's uh, type of formation. And then, go on. I was going to
1: say, if Pogba's situation changed weekly. Yeah. Like who knows how he will be feeling next week, and then the week after that. Yeah. It's what talking about Pogba just is yeah. pointless. Yeah. Or you just get a headline I mean, every week out of
0: him. It is one of them. Like, you kind of want this resolved as a
1: United fan, so you don't
0: have the worry of losing him on a free come the summer. But, uh, did, but at the same I time,
1: reply to that. I mean, was just a straight answer of. How many times does that have to happen before you just go, Do you know, what? Just get rid? I'm sick of it now. We've just we've yeah, we need
0: enough. It's one of them where realistically it should have happened this past summer if he wasn't going to sign a contract. Uh, they should have said to him, right, we'll give you. Uh, Started the negotiations the summer of 2019, and if he hadn't made his mind up by the end of last season, then they should have sold him in this past summer because this potentially could be twice that they lose him for free and this one is obviously a lot more hurtful to the club than when they lost him as a 19 year old because of the money they forked out on him yeah Mm. Um, final bit on this is apparently the players aren't happy with the tactics being used by Oli and his staff they don't think it's good enough and uh, some also think he he isn't the best uh, man for the job due to his lack of like managerial experience of a top club yes he has managed uh, in England before because that's obviously very rude Cardiff. to Cardiff but uh, they just don't think him or his coaching staff are really that experienced to be putting up a title for which is fair enough I mean a lot of them are in their first coaching jobs and obviously like we said Ali has managed Cardiff and done really well at Molde in back in Norway but it's one of them where they want him to have a top manager come in now yeah
1: and what we also want is just fair opinions from pundits as well. I know there was a lot of with Gary Nell yeah. defending him. Who'd have thought this week that the one speaking the most honestly about Manchester United would be Danny Mills?
0: <laughs> oh, I knew this was going to come up for him, yeah.
1: Confess it, they definitely thought they were off air, right?
0: Well, he thought he was definitely off air, but. The conversation was still and live. Can I
1: explain why this is just even more funnier from my point of view? Because I had Sky Sports news on at the time. But I'd left my room for five minutes. I've come back and there's Oprah mm. And I'm wondering what was all this about? And I've just found out Danny Mills just swore live on it. <laughs> Whatever <old> is this? <laughs>
0: Oh, absolutely hilarious to see. Uh, but he is right, let's be honest.
1: For the first time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: um, let's digress now into our usual weekend preview. And we've got a good host of games to look forward to this weekend in the Premier League. Um, we'll start, obviously, with the club we were just talking about, Man United. They play Spurs on uh, Saturday evening, away at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium Uh, time of recording, Ali hasn't done his press conference, it probably will be tomorrow
1: on Friday how do you see this one going? Uh, I don't really know quite frankly because this is two teams that could be absolutely pathetic on their day there's a reason Mm. that people are calling this El Sakaka. although there's no Mm. chance Nuno's going anytime soon remember, they won a nah. very good run weeks ago, even if they weren't playing so good when they were doing it. But they will still won games. Yeah. Whereas Manchester United, I feel like if you don't win this, you have no choice but to get rid of Oli.
0: Yeah, I mean, it would be three league defeats in a row uh, if they lose this one. Losing four out of their last five as well. It's not good signs for Oli, but I am in one of them who feelings where it's it's going to go one or two ways they'll scrape a victory and Oli will be safe for now or they'll play really poor they'll lose and Oli will be gone by Sunday lunchtime
1: do you know what I think is going to happen and I feel like it's just asking for it this is going to be the the Oli masterclass I can just see it happening he does this they mm. win what? Three one? Pretty comfortably. Rashford has a good game. Greenwood turns up I don't know about Ronaldo. But this they'll have a good performance on Saturday and he'll get another month. Interesting. I don't
0: know whether I'm that much faith into it whether he will. I think it'll either be one of two ways. Like I said, scrape a victory or it'll be a defeat. Um, Elsewhere in the Premier League this weekend, the game that kicks it all off on Saturday lunchtime from the King Power Stadium, Leicester City versus Arsenal. Arsenal um, are in a good turn of form recently, Um, obviously winning last time out against your Aston Villa. You would have thought there was ever a crisis there. Uh, Leicester City themselves on a good bit of form as well, winning last time out against Brentford. Ninth versus 10th. On the same amount of points, only goal difference separating the two sides. How do you see this one
1: pan it out? Yeah. I don't know. Quite honestly, this is pretty even. Slightly Leicester's mm. home form is tends to be better than they are away from home. But I had a good run. Yeah, not up, this season, though. Actually,
0: away, but... Leicester's yeah. away form this season is better than their home form.
1: Has it gone back to the opposite? Because remember last season they were so bad. Was it away from home? They were the only Mm. team in empty stadium football that was better at home than they were away.
0: Yeah, I mean, they've accumulated the same amount of points both home and away, but uh, on one football, it's the app I'm using, uh, they've got them higher in away form league table than they do home form league table. Only by one position, that is, but it's still... Better.
1: I don't know if that's going to matter too much with this yeah. one, but, you know, Arsenal, good run players are in form but lack of Lacazette's feeling. It. Even our Baumeiang's starting to sort of feel pretty good again.
0: Yeah. This has really got a potential to be, I think, a high-scoring game, like a 3-2 or even a 4-3. I've got a feeling we're going to be goals galore at this one.
1: Well, if this finishes 4-3, then... I'm questioning everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I definitely see that potential happening. Um, a quick look at the rest of Saturday's fixtures. We've got Burnley versus Brentford at three. Sad news for Burn uh Brentford who will be out without sorry, uh goalkeeper David Raya, who's been ruled out for four or five months through injury, uh which isn't good news for Thomas Frank's side. Mm.
1: Came out of nowhere a bit of that one did.
0: Yeah um i'm not too sure who their backup keeper is
1: yeah me neither
0: uh they've got Alvaro Fernandez who's a young 23 year old and Matthew Cox who's a 18 year old so it'd be interesting to see who Frank uh, le- leans on there then we've also got Watford versus Southampton Watford obviously excellent against Everton last time out winning 5-2 and Ralph Hasenhut's Saints only drawing with Burnley about the same this is a kind of game that I can see Watford just winning quite heavily again
1: yeah well, whilst they perhaps have picked up points they've not looked good but let's no. be honest they really haven't been the the best starters this no, season. I, mean, I feel like we expected oh, I said they were going to be down there yeah
0: I mean currently 16th in the table after these opening nine games they're just they haven't got going yet like It'll probably come in a few weeks, but it needs to be sooner rather than later for Ralph Hootle's side.
1: Yeah, and if there's a game like this, they should really be winning it.
0: Mm. Uh, then we've got three more three o'clock kickoffs involving the top three sides. Liverpool, entertain Brighton, Manchester City host Crystal Palace and Chelsea travel to Newcastle. All three of them could be heavy one-sided victories, couldn't it?
1: For which teams... <laughs>
0: Liverpool City and Chelsea, that is obviously
1: Oh yeah, I was going to say this is how the Newcastle revolution begins
0: If that happens, it will be a massive massive shock, to be fair You
1: wouldn't bet on it, would you? Oh god, no
0: Uh, A quick look into Sunday's fixtures now, we start off with Norwich versus Leeds United Not going to be an entertaining game, this Two sides who are Really poor this season, and then it's. I don't. If we, if this was the Leeds of last season, I would say Leeds are going to win this comfortably, like four or five nil. But Leeds this season, I don't see it happening.
1: I feel like injuries have slightly harmed them. Mm. See, they've had Calvin Phillips out for a little bit, and he's pretty crucial as everything. Yeah. Patrick Bamford being out as well hasn't helped even if he didn't start the season too well he's still yeah. their goal for it yeah but you should be beating Norwich lads everyone beats Norwich
0: exactly it's like a standard three points for everyone um, and then cap off Sunday it's Aston Villa versus West Ham from Villa Park West Ham obviously in absolutely great form Uh Aston Villa, not in the best of forms. Obviously losing their last three games.
1: Is this a must-win game for Dean Smith's side? Maybe. But then you look at the quality of opposition. I'm dreading this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can understand why. Like, West Ham are just one of them teams where you just think going into this game, Aston Villa could be in deep trouble if West Ham play like they have done uh, this past season, and it could be quite bad for years. I don't want it to be because I'd like to see Aston Villa starting to do well in the league, but at the same time, I just there's no confidence in it for me going into this. I know I'm a neutral fan, but for Villa, I'm just I can't see any bright spark. Obviously. Maybe Liam Bailey starts this game?
1: I'd hope so. We haven't yet seen him start this season. Mm. So we're hoping that. But what well, the form suggests or what is are still back us to compete with a team that's in form like West Ham on our day? Because, you know, we've been playing a shape recently that just hasn't worked out for us. Mm. So we're hoping fingers crossed Dean Smith has seen the error and rectified that by just going back to what we were comfortable with yes uh, a bit of news
0: on West Ham that has came out in the last hours of time of recording before we move on to uh, Monday night's game and that is Czech billionaire Daniel Kret- Kretzinski is considering purchasing a minority stake in the club uh worth 27% and that is according to The Athletic. A bit about uh, Krasinski, he is the co-owner and president of uh, Czech club Sparta Prague and he has a net worth of $4.1 billion according to the Forbes list uh, which makes him the 705th richest billionaire in the world. Uh, So it could start to see the end of the Gold, Sullivan and Brady era at West Ham.
1: It'd be quite funny if he went in and just said, "Yeah, you're gonna help my Sparta Prague get better, so I'm gonna start using you as a B team."
0: Was that where they got uh, Thomas Suchik and Vladimir Sufel from? Was it Sparta Prague, or was that a different team they got them from?
1: I can't remember where they got both of them from. No. Uh,
0: no, Suchik was he has. Oh yeah. Yeah, Suchek was from Slavia Prague, but not Sparta Prague, different teams. And we'll have a look forward to Monday night's game in the Premier League, which sees uh, Wolves take on Everton. Everton up in eighth. Not had the best of Octobers. Um, Only picked up one point in the month, and that was against Manchester United right at the start of it. Whilst Wolves have had a better uh, October, having won two of the three games, obviously only drawing last time out against Leeds United. Again, this could be a really cracker, and I think it's probably the best Monday night football we've had in a while.
1: Potentially. I feel like it's Everton that need it. More than Wolves. Although, for the Wolves, probably first they win this. They're keeping themselves in a very good position. They've got themselves in with their run of form. Yeah. Whereas Everton need it just to get back there.
0: Yeah, I mean... A result for Wolves would see them leapfrog Everton this weekend, uh, should they win, whilst Everton, a victory for them, could see them, uh, obviously bearing on the results elsewhere in the league, could see them jump up towards the uh, top four if results go their way, and I agree, I think Rafa Benitez's side need the result more than Bruno Larcher's side, um, but it's one of them where I'm not too sure which way this one heads. No, nah, I don't
1: think it's too obvious, which is a good thing. Because we've to be in on a Monday night. Exactly.
0: Uh, right, let's head over to the European leagues now as we get ready to head over to our predictions league in a second. But before we do that, we'll have a quick look at the games we have this weekend. As I already said, Barcelona, they play uh, Alaves on Sunday. Uh, Saturday evening, sorry, whilst Real Madrid uh, kick off the weekend over in Spain as they travel to Elche and Atletico Madrid play host to Real Betis on Sunday. Over in Germany this weekend, Bayern Munich travel to Union Berlin on uh, Saturday lunchtime and the big game over in Germany this weekend sees Bayer Leverkusen take on VfL Wolfsburg who have uh, announced their new manager as Florian Kohfeldt. who is a German international taken over from Mark van Bommel there? And um, Borussia Dortmund play host to FC Cologne. So, I don't know whether you've seen the reports this weekend, uh, this week, sorry, about Erling Haaland potentially being out until twenty twenty two with his injury. Well, yeah, this so
1: isn't right because he had that spell out before. Mm. Which was out of nowhere and then he came back, but now he's obviously out again. So. Some things are yeah. it's uh, from th- what I
0: know of this injury, obviously I'm no uh injury expert, it is a hip flexor injury muscle, uh which is obviously quite painful and I'm not too sure how long uh they take to recover from. Um from what I know and who's been reporting that it is he's out until twenty twenty two is uh Yanaga Fuyort uh, who is a Norwegian international uh, former Norwegian international and is apparently close with the Haaland family so uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it is true that uh, Haaland is out for a while
1: I was going to say you'd have lost his respect if you said his name wrong why? Don't I just say? <laughs> I
0: mean Scandinavian names aren't the e- or Nordic uh, names aren't the easiest to pronounce over in France this week, Friday night. Now that last season, this would have been absolutely cracking to watch. This season, not so much. PSG play host to Lille. Obviously, PSG top of the league. Lille have gotten a bit of form recently. seized them up to tenth in the league. Um, obviously, PSG perfect
1: start to the season though, haven't they?
0: Or near perfect start, should I say?
1: I guess they're not perfect anymore. They won were nine last one and drawn one so yes you still back them obviously because the team's incredible yes I mean at what point do they start getting concerned that Messi's not firing on all cylinders
0: it's one of them where at the same time he usually starts his seasons quite slow in terms of goal scoring but it will be round about like this next month and a half when he'll just turn up the level and he'll probably still end up winning the golden booth but at the same time, like you said, it is a bit of a worry if he doesn't start scoring soon for them in the league
1: Yeah, it's a good thing they have other options to carry the load instead
0: Yes, and finally over in Italy this weekend uh, we've got a very good game on Sunday evening as Jose Mourinho's AS Roma play host to table top as AC Milan uh, in what could be a very, very good game uh, at the top of Serie A. AC yeah,
1: Milan unbeaten in 10? Or did I misread the start? I just remember the number 10.
0: Uh, well, they've played 10 games, got 28 points, so yes, unbeaten in 10, but they haven't got a perfect record in the league. Obviously, in terms of like winning all 10 games.
1: Yeah, but still.
0: But yeah, Very it's... good
1: start for them
0: incredible start uh, for AC Milan um, right let's head over to the predictions league now um, you won last week with uh, the extra fantasy point however I am still two points ahead of you uh, so the games I have for you this weekend as it's now my turn to pick this week starting off with Watford versus Southampton oh
1: god I'm going to say Watford come through with another Josh King masterclass and they win 2 1.
0: Okay, well, <laughs> I've also gone for a Watford 2 1 victory and it's our first agreement in a few weeks. Uh, is, we
1: took a little while off and now we're back at it.
0: Yeah, next up it is Leicester City versus Arsenal.
1: We already know what you're saying for this because you're that confident in a high scoring game. Me, not so much, I say 1 1.
0: Okay, uh, I've officially gone with 3-2 to Leicester City in this game.
1: If you've had some, if you had any real balls, you'd say the 4 for it.
0: Nah, I don't think it will be that. I know I said it just a yeah. couple of minutes ago, but...
1: That means you don't believe in what you're saying. <laughs> I don't believe in half
0: the stuff I say nowadays, let's be honest.
1: Why should everyone else?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the final Premier League game I've got is Manchester City versus Crystal Palace.
1: I almost was tempted to go for the high scoring demolishing. But Palace aren't the worst team and they always seem to come up with a funny one against Man City. You're pulling your face not remembering the Andros Townsend volley. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I am, but I'm just intrigued to see what you are going to say.
1: See, if I was a gambling man. I'd be saying Palace have a chance but it's a good thing I'm not a gambling man because I'm going to go 3-0 to Man City Okay,
0: uh, well I'm going to the same scoreline when these two last played back in January and I've gone 4-0 to Manchester City Hmm. Uh, Our first European game is from Germany as Bayer Leverkusen take on Wolfsburg I
1: don't know how the new manager bounce works in Germany no. Nah. So uh, I'm actually going to say Leverkusen will win. I'll say 2 1 in that one.
0: Well, both games that we've agreed on, <laughs> <laughs> we've gone the exact same scoreline because I've also just gone 2 1 to uh, buy Leverkusen.
1: Uh, next up. No it, originality whatsoever in any of this stuff.
0: Yeah, but remember, I I'm writing my scores down as you are thinking of yours. Uh,
1: Next up (laughs)
0: uh, is PSG versus Lille.
1: Even this one isn't as straightforward, is it? (laughs) No. Uh, PSG will win 2 0.
0: I've gone for uh, 3 1 2 Paris Saint Germain. And finally, we head to the Netherlands for the Rotterdam derby as Sparta Rotterdam take on Feyenoord
1: it's a lovely place Rotterdam mm. <laughs> never been but I'm sure it's lovely <laughs> Feyenoord mm-hmm. just because I know I don't know how the league form's going but I know Feyenoord are the bigger team so what was that face? <laughs> <laughs> Feyenoord won the league years ago <laughs> why are you being so rude to I'm not I haven't said anything. <laughs> the face said a voice. and odd will win three-one.
0: Uh, I've gone for a two-two result here.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I don't know how it's Barra, anyway. if they're like in the top three, then I'm sorry. <laughs> uh,
0: no, no, they're not. They're having a dreadful season, actually, but it's a derby, and everyone's always going to Can't change. <laughs> no. Um, predictions League, have you uh, made... Not Predictions League, Fantasy Football is what I was meant to say. Have you made any... It's under the same banner,
1: but yeah. uh, I made one change. Now, I know we said we were against this. You've bought in but a Man City player. If there's... ah have, yeah. But it's the one Man City player who's actually been pretty consistent in terms of selection. And Jack. that is Phil Foden. I thought he was gonna say Jack Grealish. Never.
0: Uh, um I I believe I've made a change.
1: I can't remember what. Well the rule we have is that you're supposed to have done it by the time we do this.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think of what the change was.
1: Here he is just lengthening or getting a higher length out of this podcast again. Uh, Making the editing more difficult as he always
0: <laughs> My bad. Um I can't see any what the fucking change was, but I have made. Um, I've got Martinez, Shalaber, Salisu, Vestergaard Christopher, Ayer, Fernandez, Salah, Tielimens, Smith Rowe, Vardy, and Ivan Tony. But I don't know
1: what my change was. Do you want to explain your love story as well while you're at it? No. I think it was I've bought in
0: uh, Aspilaqueta to start the week off, but he's been injured with the tooth surgery.
1: How'd you get injured with tooth surgery? I don't know. That's just well, did he actually get it from an actual dentist I don't know
0: oh yeah that's that's the transfer I've made It's I've taken out Vladimir Sufal and I've bought in Cesar Aspelicueta obviously it's unlikely Aspelicueta starts so he's on my bench this week uh, but other than that no changes from myself uh, and I have kept my solaris captain mm. triple captain
1: week is impending isn't it
0: yes um, right any other stories before we wrap up this week Well,
1: we're not wrapping up because you've clearly forgotten the best moment of the whole week and that is of course the funniest moments of the week right
0: that is quite something
1: i don't know jeff has it
0: i do not believe what i've just seen
1: The people will not realise it in this Once I've done the edit But can you not interrupt the jingle please
0: Sorry I didn't know you did the jingle straight away
1: It's the best part uh, of the podcast you, you, do <laughs> you know the rules <laughs> <laughs> you You've seen nothing a week Before I read mine No I haven't seen anything Because someone who's on Twitter so much They find out nothing How do you, how do you go about your life <laughs>
0: Quite easily, I'm very, I'm a very busy man.
1: <laughs> oh, you <yeah. laughs> know. Well, <laughs> I can't. We have to mention this because it, it, have you at least seen the video of the fan non-league game between Altrincham and Solihull Moors, who came off the side and put in the best tackle that I've ever seen?
0: No, I actually haven't. Oh seen my this. goodness!
1: See, you cannot sit there as like, oh, I get about and I see things like this was everywhere. It hasn't appeared.
0: The only non-league stuff I've seen this week was the fact that uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McAllenay were at uh, Wrexham's game in midweek.
1: should probably stop reading the celebrity forums then, shouldn't actually, you actually get yourself on the football ones instead?
0: Well, I'm always on Twitter. Literally always on Twitter, and it hasn't appeared on my timeline, so it can't have been that good.
1: Question questioning your Twitter timeline if you didn't see this in any way, but... What was quite funny was the commentator was obviously like, oh no, we don't like to see that, but literally every single football fan was like, no, no, we do. <laughs> this is hilarious. Do you want to know the outcome as well? Like they've apparently banned the fan from all Altringham games for life.
0: Which was always going to be the case.
1: I'm just thinking, oh, you hear we give, give a banning order? Should we give him a contract? <laughs> Taken was beautiful. There's rumours of Man United putting a bid in a barrel.
0: Oh, God.
1: (laughs) Right. uh, Any more funny stories or anything that we may have missed this week? Well, see, we'd miss something from the weekend as well. Now, I know you don't like talking Scottish football. Oh, God. No, but this. Why? Because this actually was probably the most entertaining Scottish football match ever.
0: Is this the Airdronians? Yes, it Is was. Oh, well, you match. found it.
1: You saw something then.
0: See, I told you. I'm always on social media. So it was good. You were telling to me that like you didn't see the mind.
1: difficult like, Reiki, scorpion kick, either? I mean,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, but I did see it afterwards, and that was a bloody lovely goal from a I don't know how he's done it, but it was lovely. Oh, he
1: didn't mean that whatsoever. He? Oh, God, no. He sticks his leg and trying to think oh, But, no. Although it was probably nothing on the Aspria? Aspria? Oh, How did you I say his name? That goal in the MLS, uh, Darian Aspria. Yeah, I mean, you went for the like you went for the goalkeeper rather than the <laughs> the finish itself. But well, I mean, the finish itself was beautiful. But what was the keeper doing in that situation? <laughs> it's always like he's realised, oh, I can't foul him.
0: Yeah, but you see his hands go down to scoop the ball up, but it just doesn't stick in his hand. It anyway. Colloid, uh, but yeah. Speak more on the uh, Scottish action between Edronians and Dumbarton, was it? It
1: was. Well, it didn't. The game ended 3-2, and this was after three red cards in the game, and all came from Dumbarton.
0: And wasn't two of them in stoppage time as well?
1: Only the one red card was in stoppage time. What happened? It's one or by the time they get to the 90th minute in which adrianians then score a winner and then dumbarton go to equalize in the 94th minute to make it 2-2 only for adrianians then score in the 96th minute and win the game (laughs) cue the limbs i
0: mean just absolute craziness from that game absolute crazy Uh, But that is Scottish football for you on a whole I mean when we were speaking uh, On the weekend we were looking at Some of their names in the Scottish Cup And some of them just seemed made up
1: I wish I forgot one of them I only remember the civil service Something I can't
0: Wasn't it like civil service rangers Or something like that it wasn't that good (laughs) (laughs) Right, anyway, that is the end of the show. We'll be back in our usual spot uh, at the start of next week to recap all the talking points from around the f- world of football. Will Ole Gunnar Solskjaer still be in charge by the time we next record? Probably. Who knows? <laughs> in the meantime, like we said at the start, make sure you like and subscribe wherever you are. I think listening had the to question us. you should be asking is: uh,
1: the, will the Villa still be shit?
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and follow us on Twitter as well, at OffTC Pod for all the latest news and stories from around the world of football. And until Monday, it's goodbye from Brad. See you. And it's goodbye from me. We'll see you soon.